Hey everybody, my name is Jana O'Gorman and I'm from the mighty Pukekohe. So it's great to be here tonight to speak about some defining moments. And I've always said that if I had to write a book about my life, it would be called Character Development. And that's a fun thing to write about or to read about or maybe see in a movie. You know, you see the characters that were um, angry, scary, turn into loving, caring and heroic. But it's quite different when you have to walk through your own character development journey. And my journey has come with many defining moments. Um, but tonight I want to speak about one moment that really propelled me into my future. It was a moment where I realized that I had responsibility and that through this responsibility, there were so many possibilities open to me. So when I was a teenager, I used to do kids camps. So during my holidays, I would go down to camp. Um, it was a great time where there'd be activities. I had great friends. Um, I'd lead a cabin of kids and we would just have God encounters throughout that week. But one time um, our boss, the camp coordinator said to me, hey, it would be really awesome if you could step up and become a senior leader. So rather than leading a cabin full of kids, I was suddenly leading the leaders. Now this was an awesome opportunity that I said yes to because I saw that there was potential in me and that the person, my leader, saw that there was potential in me as well. And I realized looking back that saying yes wasn't just saying yes to that person, but it was saying yes to God because there were suddenly so many possibilities that I could do with my life because of this one defining moment. And I think when we look back on defining moments, at the time, it can seem like a small step, but it's only when we pull ourselves out and look all the way back sometimes that you can see that this one yes changed the trajectory of our life. And throughout the Bible, there are so many um, examples of people saying yes to God, um, regardless of their size or their stature or their position, because of their obedience to God, it changed their lives. So tonight, I want to speak to you um, about a well-known story, David and Goliath. So I'm just going to read a couple of verses from 1 Samuel 17, um, starting at verse 20. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of the supplies, ran to the battle lines and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them... Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. And then skipping down to verse 32, it says, um, David goes and talks to King Saul, but he said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. And what I like about this story is that David had every excuse to stay home. He could have stuck to his job of being a shepherd, but God called him out. So that leads me to ask, when God calls you, are you ready to go? Or are we hiding out or are we getting ready to fight? There were times where I was ready to fight. I was ready to go into battle, but God said, no, just wait. And there were opportunities where I got passed over because God said, not yet. However, like David, our preparation can propel us. In verse 34, David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it and I rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. 
Now before David even killed Goliath, he was a shepherd boy and the sheep was his starting ground. And going into my defining moment, all I had was a little bit of experience, but faith and trust in God. And the situations I walk through now, sometimes that's all I have, faith and trust in God. But the great thing about God is that he develops us in the waiting time. And it's God in us that defines us. I love the analogy of things in a museum. You might see a sword or an old cup. And that doesn't really matter to anybody. But because it mattered to someone significant, because someone significant used that cup or that sword, it suddenly has value. And that's a bit like us. We're just ordinary people, but God in us can make us extraordinary. So like David, he put his trust in the Lord. He didn't put his trust in a position or in himself, but in the name of God. And so when it comes to our defining moments, when we trust in God, we know that he can work it out for us. The second thing I just want to quickly talk about is, will you keep going even when you don't see the fruit? Today we're used to seeing things um, so easily and having things at our fingertips, even KFC or Uber Eats as just a phone call or a quick drive away. And we get so used to having things really quick that we can be impatient with God. Even a recent study found that our average attention span is only eight seconds. So that means by the time I finish the sentence, many of you would have checked your phone, maybe checked a couple of comments in there. Um, not calling anybody out, but pay attention. Um, <laughs> no. But we need to get good with the weight because God doesn't waste our weight. In Galatians 6, 9, it says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. You have to wait for a tree to grow fruit. You don't plant a seed and pick the fruit straight away. And it's the same with us. We need to get good at waiting on God and preparing ourselves in the meantime. God doesn't work on our timelines, unfortunately, but we know that he works out all things for good. So when... Um, we can get ourselves ready while we're waiting to fight or before we go into battle. We can trust in God and put our faith in him, knowing that he will come through when we need him to. So don't give up because you haven't thing, seen things happen yet. Keep training and keep doing good. When you get weary, press into God and he will fill you up. I'll just quickly pray. God, we just thank you that you are in this place. We thank you, God, that you strengthen us and that you uphold us. And God, we pray for those of us who are waiting. We pray that you would give us more patience when we need it, that we would put our trust and our faith in you and that you would work things out for our good. Amen. Awesome. Uh, what's up, everyone? My name is Erica. I'm from Equippers North Shore. Um, I've been a part of Equippers Church for about eight years now, and I'm really thankful to be in a community like this, especially streaming online during the season. Uh, I'm going to be talking about a defining moment in my life as well, uh, and the defining moment is that God came through in my struggles. Um, so I know a lot of us can agree that it hasn't been the easiest couple of um, years, uh, especially with this pandemic going around and making struggles um, sort of stack on top of each other. Um, I know that um, a lot of for a lot of people, uh, this pandemic has caused a lot of change, and I know that change is really difficult um, for me, definitely as well, because uh, the amount of struggles that I faced through this pandemic, oh, it's crazy. Um, I call it the COVID change, um, and I reckon this COVID change proved to be a lot more difficult um, because. 
since uh, lockdown started, um, it was my final year of uni, and it was quite stressful trying to switch everything to online. I haven't seen my uh, classmates for the rest of the year as well. Um, through the year, we struggled financially, my family and I, uh, with my dad ending up in hospital late last year as well. So there's a lot of things crowding in my head, um, which led to um, anxiety and stress just piling up in my life. And um, all this anxiety and stress eventually became a stroke. So early in April this year, I suffered a stroke, which um, meant I was paralyzed on my left and I couldn't uh, do a lot of the things that I used to love like playing guitar, uh, designing, painting, all that stuff. Um, but through that, um, I still made it out, still fighting through. Um, and when I thought that life is actually getting back on track, um, unfortunately, I heard that um, one of my physiotherapists, oh, sorry, therapy assistants who I've been working with for the past three months uh, tragically passed away on the week of lockdown. So uh, it was really gutting news because we um, couldn't even celebrate his funeral with him. Um, we all had to see it through Zoom and through phone calls. Um, and all this sort of um, struggles just piling up on top of each other was just hard to understand um, what was going on. Uh, but how many of us know that in hard times like these, sometimes it feels like the presence of God has disappeared? Like Even we know that God is still here. These tough times make it really hard to believe that God really is here. But I'm here to tell you that God definitely still is in this place. He's in wherever you are, um, sitting in... Uh, your, your sofa, your rooms, um, watch party with friends, um, God is still definitely in that place. Through um, everything that happened, the disappointment, the confusion, and the frustration, I really didn't know what else to do in that time. Um, but then I remembered this image of my dad um, in hospital. I think he was, every single day that he was in hospital, he opened up his Bible and he, he just read the word of God through every fear and anxiety that he was feeling before surgery. He just said, I'm just going to put God first. So he read the word every single night and encouraged me to open up the word. Um, and this verse stuck with me. It's in Micah uh, chapter 7, verse 8. Do, oh, Micah 7, 8. Um, Do not gloat over me, my enemies, for though I fall, I will rise again. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Through the series of struggles, I prayed, and I cried, I painted, I worshipped, and I kept pushing into God, even when it didn't make sense, because I'm convinced that God will come through and prove to me and everyone else around me that he's still here and his presence is still here. Um, this kind of reminds me of um, the entire book of Job. I don't know if you've read it, but I was inspired by Job because for those who know Job, know that he lived a very difficult life with crazy, this crazy series of struggles. Um, but how his story ended up, what his defining moment was, was this in Job 42.10. When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. Job just didn't pray for any friend. He prayed for the ones who have wronged him. He prayed for the ones who have hurt him. And he continued to believe that through the hurt, um, God comes first. Um, and in turn, God restored his valuables and blessed him twice as much, which is really, really cool. If there's anyone I want to be more like during the season, um, it's definitely Job and the insane amount of faith that he has. And Surely enough, um, a couple of months ago, God actually did pull through and he proved himself to me and my family once again. He blessed me with a full-time job straight out of uni when I was worrying about finances. Um, my father's health insurance, which was initially um, denied, was approved a couple months ago as well. So that takes another weight off the finance. Um, a stroke patient that I was praying for gave her life to God. 
Um, and I definitely experienced a stroke, but even if it was hard, uh, I still made it to the other side. And the difference now is that I love Jesus even more, and I'm not ashamed to share him with everyone around me. So I want to finish with Galatians 6, 9. I swear we did not, we did not plan this. It's just that we're in sync. Um, it says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So let's be a church that continues to push through the struggles and push into the presence of God. Um, if there's anything that you want to take away from this message, I think it's this. The series of struggles don't prevent the presence of God. The se- Sorry. If there's anything that you um, want to take away from this message, it's this. The series of struggles don't prevent the presence of God. The struggles prove his presence. I'm going to say it one more time. The series of struggles don't prevent the presence of God. The struggle proves his presence. So I want to pray for us um, just to close us off. Um, everyone bow your eyes and just lift your hands if you're comfortable. Um, God, I thank you so much for every single person that's watching this stream. And right now, Jesus, I pray for blessings over the life of Lord God, especially for the ones who have been struggling through this COVID season. And I pray, Jesus, that there's going to be multiple blessings, multiple protection over everybody. And right now, I pray, Jesus, for um, just a defining moment in everyone who is watching this right now praying for testimonies and we thank you jesus that you've been with us th- through all this time in jesus name pray amen uh hello my name is kit i'm not sure if i introduced myself um it's it's good to be here with you uh and i kind of want to continue on on speaking on this theme of uh of defining defining moments what is a what is a defining moment the the way i uh kind of understand it for myself is as either a moment, an event, uh, maybe even a season that had a had a large impact and in, in consequences to to that time. Uh, Nate mentioned some some defining moments before, like uh, like Batman and um, and his parents. This <laughs> is sad, but uh, defining moments. Um, in a, in a bigger scope, there can be defining moments for, for us uh, as a country, for you and your family. I'm sure there's been defining moments for, for you personally. I know there have been uh, as well. In just a few seconds, I'll, I'll share some of my, my own defining moments uh, in the scope of my general life and also my, my Christian walk and my faith. Uh, off the back of uh, Tuiki o Te Māori, I had uh, conversations while, while Māoridom was in the forefront of all of our minds and and I and I spoke around what the what the significance of things like Tetsuritia and the Treaty of Waitangi were, um, and what you know how our country was defined through events like that. And in a wider scope, New Zealand, we've got significant moments. For myself, I've also had super significant moments. I reckon one of the most defining moments for me, growing up, getting to the point where I am now, was the time it happened to me in high school. You're waiting for me to say youth ministry, eh? <laughs> the, the most defining moment to me in high school was probably the first time I shaved my face. Yeah. That was the moment where I started to become a man. I remember at the school I went to, we had this thing uh, that we used to call the walk of shame, where I'd go to the office, they'd put the shaving cream in your hand, give you the dollar razor, and you had to walk to the bathroom and, and shave right then and there in front of senior management. I reckon that was one of the most defining moments of, of my, my upbringing, getting me to where I am now. To look more uh, specifically into, into my, my Christian walk, my journey of faith, 
there's, there's two defining moments that I want to touch over really quick. The first one was, uh, was the moment I got saved. A defining moment in my life and my journey as a whole was the moment that I accepted Jesus into my heart. Now I have the confidence to say to anyone that my life has improved, it's been better, it's so much better being a Christian, having Jesus in my heart, having God that I can lean on. That was the first one. The second uh, defining moment that, that came to me when asked to speak over this theme was, was, uh, was the moment that I had confidence that I could hear God's voice. The time that I knew that God could speak to me directly. I knew God wanted to speak to me. I knew when I sat in church and the preacher spoke to the congregation that I could, I could receive from that. That there's a Bible I can open up and God could speak to me through what's already there. But there was this moment in my, in my maturing of faith, in my Christian journey, that I realized that I can hear God's voice. Why was that so, uh, so defining for me? Why does that moment have so much importance in my journey? Well, the, the kit you know here, the person I am today didn't just, you know, didn't just happen overnight. There was definitely a journey from, uh, from that first moment of accepting Jesus in high school to, to being the person I am now. Since high school, I've been involved in things like, uh, like youth ministry, uh, but being involved in youth ministry, I've, I've learned a lot of things and I've been uh, quite intentional actually in positioning myself in contexts where I could allow God to flow into me and also through me. See, serving in this place, I realized that, um, that God uh, could speak to me directly, but he could also speak through me. When I was learning around things like a uh, uh, learning about how the Holy Spirit prompts people, learning practices like prophecy, man, it just triggered something brand new. It set a fire in, in my life. So I swear down, this, this is what happened. When I learned God could speak to me, this doesn't mean that my internal monologue, the, the voice changed and I was just one with Christ, that the Holy Spirit was whispering to me always. Well, you know, I don't know if you've ever tried prophesying to someone and you throw something really outlandish out and you get it right and you just get this crazy buzz inside you. It was, it was this brand new thing to me. And I actually, when I look at my journey as a whole, once again, that was one of the moments that I look back to where I say, yeah, that's how I ended up here now. It's on those moments that give me confidence that God is still working in my life and, and wants to work in the lives around me. Knowing and trusting that actually I can hear God allows me to go on things like mission. It gives me confidence that God is going to reach my family. It gave me confidence then that God was going to reach my school. Now it's my university. Now it's my wider community. Trusting that God could speak to me was, was huge. If you're, if you're listening to this, to my jumbled up words, trying to, trying to figure out what I'm talking about, because it's not something you've moved through before, man, my challenge to you is simply, it was going to be have faith, but attached to that is actually put yourselves in environments where you need faith, where you have to have faith. 
places where you can learn, have people around you that can teach you what God's voice sounds like and how to receive from God. Is it okay if I pray for you real quick? Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Lord Father, I just pray that everyone right now, Lord Father, is able to have the perspective where they can step back and, and look at their journey and pick out defining moments. Lord Father, I pray that there's moments there that they can look to that give them confidence, God, that, that you are good, that you are great, and that you're still working. Lord Father, for the defining moment in my life, Lord God, where I, where I had these huge altar moments, these trust builders, Lord God, I pray that you give those moments to, to some of those streaming in right now. Lord Father, I pray for blessing, safety over everyone tuning in right now. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.